Welcome to Restaurant Influencers presented by Entrepreneur. My name is Sean Walchef, founder of Cali BBQ and Cali BBQ Media. In life, in the restaurant business, and in the new creator economy, we learn through lessons and stories. We launched this show with the goal of talking about the business creator economy, not just in the hospitality business, but in every business. And we're grateful to Toast, our primary technology partner at our barbecue restaurants in San Diego. Uh, they power so many of the guests that we have on this show. Today, we have a very special episode because, because we talk about the business creator economy, uh, we bring on lots of creators. Uh, it is also exciting because not all creators are business owners. Mm -mm. Today's creator is not only a creator, but he is also a business owner. Um, this is a man that's playing the game within the game. His name is Duke Alexander Moore. You can find him at Duke Loves Taxes. He's got 3.5 million fans on TikTok. IG has got 153,000. Facebook, 6.5. YouTube, 26,000. X, 15. LinkedIn, 3,000. And he's on threads as well. Duke, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. What? Okay, first of all, that was a fire intro. Um, <laughs> just want to let you know if you work any type of part time. Sometimes I have speaking engagements. I'm sometimes bring me. I'm, I'm, like I'm a hype man. I'm a hype. Yeah, don't be hooking it up like that. Yeah, but you made me want to dance. Like I can. I feel like I could dance and like. Uh, like <laughs> but that was an amazing intro. But and thank you uh, so much for having me on the show. Super excited. Like you're a creator I, that own a businesses and like what's amazing about our business is that we specialize in creators. And so one thing we're always telling them is like, hey, dog, like you have this creator business, but you got to take that money and make other income. So we also help creators, you know, start and launch like businesses as well. So I'm excited for this. I love it. I'm very fired yeah. up. We're going to start with our favorite random question, which is where in the world is your favorite stadium, stage or venue? Um, Dallas, Texas, American Airlines Center, because it's like right there. And it's walking distance. And okay. So, <laughs> I, I can't complain. Um, so like Drake's gonna be here in September, uh, I believe 21st or something like that. So I'm like, it's a walking distance. The reason why it's my favorite, I don't have to park, I can walk. Um, I think that's why it's my favorite. It's right up the street. So it would have to be Dallas, Texas, American Airlines Center. All right, Dallas, Texas, Amer American Airlines. How many does it seat? Do you know? Ugh. <laughs> you know 20,000, 30,000. How many? Where the Mavericks play? Uh, yep. Airlines. Probably center. like 18, 20,000, I would say. Old. 20,000, baby. Boom. Look at that. I've seen the Mark NBA Cuban. Mavericks and the Dallas Stars. Yep. Okay. 20, All right. People. So we're going to talk to Mark Cuban. We're going to talk to Entrepreneur, talk to Toast, talk to American Airlines. Yeah. We're going to throw a creator first conference i'm talking tedx yeah. style we are going to bring the best creators and the best business owners all together at one place american airlines you're going to walk across the street i'm going to hype you up i'm going to bring you there we center go. court there we go and i'm going to say Done. duke i need you to tell me the story bring us to the lowest point of your life to where you are mm -hmm. now you have a video oh, love it. that has 3.4 million views one of your most popular right. videos where you share yep the darkness bring us to the darkness and show us the light mike is yours go what yeah dude that's one of the first of all thank you for saying that that's one of the hardest videos i've ever made and my thumb was trembling and shaking as i pressed post it's very challenging i was almost sweating so it was uh i've had my dark times as well so i've been through 
uh, a bankruptcy. I've been through a bad breakup, breakup, which is I was with someone for uh, like six years, which it was it was tough. And like I realized other people have a tor- tougher, like maybe they've gone through a divorce. Maybe they've gone through like a breakup where they, they've had kids. It's very important to understand that, okay, I've had this like little showing on like with success on social media, but I'm also a human be- being that bleeds too. And I can relate to a lot of the things that you guys can relate to, uh, such as a breakup from, you know, you know, like being there alone and crying and going things like that. So had my battles with depression didn't never thought i would make it out of that um there's been suicide attempts a lot of failed and thankful failed uh suicide attempts that was actually the first time i got arrested i didn't know you could actually get like you know like in trouble for like you know attempting to take your own life so i found that out the hard way um did a lot of inpatients uh hospitals where like you are like under care they take all your shoelaces they put you in the gown they call the they give you the crazy hospital socks like uh, all that crazy thing and it's it just blows my mind because I never thought I would be out of that. But somehow I am. My depression's gone. My anxiety is gone. Um, like I said, I've been with the bankruptcy, uh, an eviction. I was homeless. I would never. And I don't want to like to, of course, like get the wrong picture with homeless because I was never like I've only stepped on the streets like twice. But I was in like homeless, homeless to the point where I'm like, you know, like with a sign outside. And I just don't want people to get the wrong picture. I want to be very transparent. It was just homeless. Like I didn't have a place to call home. So it was like I was either like sleeping in my truck or the girl I was in at the time. Her name's Maggie. I would stay with her or jump between like friends or like crash on couches or things like that. But I would say I like I've always had someone like to kind of sleep or lay my head whether it's in my truck or a friend. Um <laughs> And then my truck got refoed. I'm like, damn, you know, to either to my truck and my home. Damn, what do I do now? So that that was uh, challenging. But, oh my gosh, like even just talking about it now, it's just I have no idea how I made it in, in the situation I'm right right now. So if this is going to inspire anybody. I would like them to know that your current situation is not your final destination. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. The crazy thing about this light in this time it's just that we don't know when we don't know when is our time it could be tomorrow it could be next week from now it could be a year from now um i would just encourage those to never give up and keep trying and just completely understand that eventually it does go away the caveat is we just don't know when just keep trying keep working understand it takes time because if i can get through it so could you so yeah Tell us where you are now. Tell us about the the business. Uh, we have so many oh. entrepreneurs that listen to this show, yeah. people in the hospitality space, creators that want to um, build a business. Tell us about the business that you've you've created, your tax business. Oh, so yeah, so I've created a, a tax firm, and so we specialize in content creators and entrepreneurs. Our main goal is to help them save on taxes. And stay out of trouble with the IRS. It's more like a membership concierge basis tailored to their needs. We have a little bit over, let's say, a, a 13, 1,100 to 13 like recurring clients on an annual basis. And then we have these memberships, what I was just telling you about the concierge basis. And I think we have like probably like 50 to 60 like members who are on this higher tier package where we're helping them save a little bit more on, on taxes. So I say those figures are, are really good. We've crossed seven figures. Uh, this, uh, this year, we're already at the seven figure mark right about now. And then, so that's been neat. And it's been a whole like game changer. I've also created a second business called tax takeoff. And so this one actually launches August 25th and actually launches this week. And so we're doing a lot of pre-orders right there. 
and we've actually secured about 40 members so far, raised a little bit over 30,000. And so the reason why I do the pre-orders, especially anyone listening, like trying to start their own business and, and, and their entrepreneurship journey, one of the things that it requires is, of course, like passion and drive to really be a successful entrepreneurship because when, uh, you know, the motor goes away, bro, you got to have passion. It's very easy to get motivated. It's very difficult to keep that up when the motivation drives. So like some person listening to this, oh my God, I'm motivated to go start, but keeping it up in passion, that's what takes time. Not only does it take that, but it does take capital it takes money to build some type of business whether you're getting a loan whether you're getting the help of friends and so i can never get a loan bro i can't because a little bankruptcy all right it's very yeah. difficult if not the interest rates through the roof i get denied so i got to get creative and how i can like fund businesses either through like brand deals as a creator or like what i'm doing with tax takeoff is like i'm discount on the price by 75% in return there are ROIs like hey you're going to have lifetime access you're going to do things like that so for the past like month, we just been like, hey, like, hey, let's and we raised a little thirty k, which has helped us like build this studio and so forth. And then, as far as other things I do, I consult um, a Fortune five hundred company with their social media. So there's consulting there to get speaking engagements, which is which is I love those like speaking on engagements and speaking on the stage. We'll kind of talk about before. And then the chorus, I'm a creator. So those are all my my income streams right now. So it's went from like zero to negative to bankruptcy to like you know like seven figures, which is has been um, a complete and interesting turnaround. Now, were you a creator first or a business owner first? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've always a, was an entrepreneur, entrepreneur first or a business owner because yeah, I will say that because even though I was young, dude, I was like making CDs. I would make CDs and like sell those out. You know, when I was in like like in elementary school, like I, I was a CD guy. Like hit me like I was on LimeWire. I was on LimeWire getting in trouble with my parents for downloading illegal music. But I'm like, let's make this bread. Like I was selling like five dollars a pop. But I've always had an on. It's very interesting because I didn't even know like that's what I was doing. Like an entrepreneur, was, like small business owner. It's just I genuinely wanted to help people, and I genuinely wanted to like in return they would pay me. I'm like, this is cool. At that age, I didn't know it was like you know entrepreneurship or small business. Even like one way one like sell eliminate it. It was it's natural. It's not nothing I would like study. I I well, of course I have to study it now to to uh, go to the next level. But it's something that I always had naturally in me. And then also creating content has always been naturally with me. Like I've been doing that since I was like 13, uh, 12 or 13. Um, I would like create uh, content on like YouTube. I was on, on the Vine. I was also, I did all, a lot of also like um, in front of the camera work as a model when I was like 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, those ages. So did work with JCPenney, uh, Neiman Marcus. So I would say it's like they, they kind of tend to tie like hand in hand. I would say I was an entrepreneur first and then a creator, but I, I would consider myself an entrepreneur first and creator second. When you think of the creator economy for yourself personally, when did you realize you could monetize on the content? What was the aha moment? Ooh, what was that? When mm-hmm. I think one brand reached out to me, they're like, hey, can we pay? I think it was ZipRecruiter. Oh, no. Haha. <laughs> I remember it was Bazooka Bubblegum. They reached out to me. They're like, hey. <laughs> on which platform? On like, TikTok? 
It's TikTok. It was TikTok probably before I even hit a million. They're like, hey, can we send you some bubble gum and you can talk about it? I was like, heck yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't even know you could get paid for this. I, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Uh, and they sent me some bubble gum and I you can find it somewhere. I think that was the first brand that actually reached out to me. I was like, I was so intrigued just about receiving something. It wasn't even like monetizing. It was just about receiving something in return. So I think that was the first time. Then the second one, I think it was a zip recruiter. Um, I worked with them and I'm like, oh, you can get paid for doing this. And then it wasn't the ha not the aha moment wasn't necessarily getting paid. I said I would say the aha moment would be like figuring out your worth and, and what what you're going to charge for these brand deals. That was like the aha moment. So it's like I think the first brand deal was like doing like five hundred, like seven hundred and fifty dollars. And I see the other creators like with much less following me, less much less engagement. Like dude, like you should be charging like I, this when I had like maybe one or two million followers. Dude, you should be charging like five, ten, seven k. I'm like, bro, ain't nobody gonna accept that. And then. They started doing that. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And then in uh, 2021, this is so interesting. This is actually public on, uh, I believe, like either Business Insider. I did an interview with them. In 2021, I had my first like big brand deal, which was like throughout the year, I think my first year was like $500,000, half a million dollars in brand deals for 2021. Which I was, I used that to then start like Duke Tax and and, and fund Duke Tax. So I, the aha moment was figuring out what my rates was i would say that is mm -hmm. but doesn't the rate evolve as you get more experience mm -hmm. as a creator and you figure out what exactly the brand wants you know because yeah. it's great to do a one-time video but it's even better to have a long-term relationship with the brand long-term long-term person you're right long time is so much more important it is right and so now i'm at the point where i have a team that does it my, my team helped me with that i no longer like do that which is so great but i couldn't agree with you more like prioritizing um long longer like brand deals is a lot more important do you do Especially any too. do ahead. you do any tax deals with uh food creators tax deals, like, like tax advising like, like do you have any tax yeah. any, any food oh trainers? heck yeah we have, so we let's have let's get it let's get let's get into it I, give us some give us yeah. some tips so, tips for tips I, for uh Food creators, that's my favorite to work with. So we have, we have <laughs> let's go. <laughs> um, ice cream cooks. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He has a little bit over, I think, three million, three around that rate on TikTok. His name's Ice Cream Cooks, and so he he has some major. Uh, uh, I don't. Yeah, I can share. I can. I can't share how much he make him. I can share. He's working with because clearly it's public. Um, he's done some brand deals with like Kroger with like the the, the Pia company and things like that. So it's very interesting for our food creators because. Their write-offs are a lot different than anyone else writing off food. So anytime that you are purchasing food for business purposes, generally it's only 50% deductible. You might have to meet two rules. One, it's only 50% deductible. So if you spend $100, you can only write off 50. Two, you must be eating with somebody or like accompanying somebody like me with a business partner or three, you're traveling. Those are really the three rules. But for our, our food creators, we're throwing that out the window because for our food creators, this is not necessarily considered a meal. For our food creators, this is considered more of a supply expense. It's more like a job supply. It's more, it's no different from buying a keyboard for you to perform your job. So we have to separate what is generally a meal for our food creators and what is a supply expense. And so for our, for our food creators, if they're purchasing meals or they're purchasing food, it's generally 100% deductible. A lot of accounting and tax firms just don't understand how food creators work. And I had to learn this by myself, like working with food creators, like 
oh no, you know what? That is more of like a supply expense. So I would say anyone who's a food creator, make sure you're separating generally what you are using for food to create content and what you're also like eating your like meals. So that is like probably like the hottest tip uh, for our food creators that your meals, you are the only people in the world that could have meals by yourself and write off 100% on your taxes. That's amazing. Tell me about the studio that you built. Oh, yeah. I wish I could tell you. So uh, we built the studio, for that's going to be for uh, our tax tax education community, which is going to be tax takeoff. And we're going to be having like people over, like guests over, we'll also start our own podcast, but it's going to be like a, an education studio. I'm also are you, excited. Are you launching a show? Are you launching a show too? It's got... I love it. So our, our <laughs> I, I love you're you're onto it. So I, I think in mind this is just my opinion, but I feel like the future of courses are dead. Yep. Oh, course, buy my course, buy my course. They're dead. No, forget my opinion. Are we allowed to cuss on this? Because you can cuss. Like this is for entrepreneurs. But we're all business owners. Oh. If we don't, yeah, come on. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. we're good. Buy courses. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, no, the courses, the courses are great, but I feel like they're they're dying. And so, what's what's more important right now is building a community. Yep. So, the community, the community base is so important. Back in 2021, the whole big idea was like, how large can I get my following? That was cool. That was the shit. Now it's how deep can I get my following? How well can I connect with my community? So this is going to be more of a community like base. Like like studio, so it's cool because we'll have some of our uh, our members that we call the members, our clients come over. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk shit with them. We have people who are actors and actresses. They're not like they're not Denzel Washington, but they're like but they've been on blacklist and manifest. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, yeah. Progress, not perfection. Yeah. And so that's what I'm super excited about that. And then I love that you mentioned that because we're partnered. We're actually working with Uscreen.tv, and I love their their vision because they're all about. Hey, have it like a membership. Like they believe in everything I believe in. And their whole style is like it's giving you that Netflix style. It's giving you a YouTube style. So when you log in, you, it's yep. actually completely branded to you, but it looks like you have your own like Netflix subscription. You can download an app on your phone and it's not, it's your branded app. So it'd be tax takeoff that someone searches in the app store and downloads. You can also watch it on Apple TV because there's an interesting statistic out there that people are more watching YouTube on TV versus. Yep. on their actual phone or mobile devices. And that's me. I go into YouTube app. More people and more and more people are watching it on um TV. So now we're launching our own like tax takeoff is going to be like on television. So it's all about being on the go and being in this community base. And so it's going to, yeah, it's going to be a studio. It's going to be shot like in an educational style, but like in, with a studio like vibe and like here, yeah, like it's almost like a, like they're watching like their favorite like series on Netflix. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So Thank but you. you are, are is it going to be a public facing show or it's only for members? Only for members. And so we're thinking about having some type of free stuff, like just kind of like you know, like entice people in, like, hey, this is kind of what you get. And it's mainly it's 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 only it's geared towards tax professionals. So that's another thing when building membership to make it like niche <laughs> important. I have a funny yeah. question for you. Are, is there another yeah. tax professional on earth that's actually a content creator? Or are you the only one? <laughs> no, there's there's others. There's How others. many are there? You you've won the Forbes top five financial creator. Yeah. You've won Ad Week 2023 yeah. Finance Creator of the Year. I mean, how oh, many people you. are making tax? There's not a lot of people making tax content. There's not a lot, but there's some. There's some. I now that I'm on 
there's some on TikTok. Maybe they just don't have a, like a large following, but there's some I follow. They're 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 good. I learn from them, and sometimes they learn from me. So it's like there's a couple like Laura Lynn. She's called not. I love her. Hers is called not the spicy accountant because you know she's an accountant. But like, <laughs> when you call yourself an accountant on TikTok, like like she's like so her ad's not the spicy accountant. She has some uh very good information out there. Nick CPA has some another good information, but what's really challenging is to make sure the information that you get is like accurate. So I would say like there's people with 8,000 followers. There's probably they just know so much more about taxes than even myself, but they maybe they don't have like the uh, entertainment like aspect. So there's a couple that may not just be as big, but they're as accurate. And at this point, that's what's more, more important. Can you talk to talk specifically to anybody that's in the tax field, accounting field, you know, especially in hospitality, there isn't anyone in hospitality that's talking about taxes. Like nobody is talking about taxes. And, you know, that's why I was so excited to have you on because there's so many different parts of the hospitality business that aren't celebrated, that creators aren't creating content. And I know we're just early. I know eventually mm-hmm. someone's going to be making insurance content. Like they're going to be talking yeah. about general liability yeah. insurance, I mean, like stuff that no right. one thinks that it's going to talk about, but everyone needs, everyone pays for. Talk to the people that are accountants, that are CPAs, that have knowledge, that are just waiting. They want they want content to be perfect. You know, one of the things we talk about oh, is that everyone wants quality that. content. Quality content never happens. It's like in the barbecue yeah, business. Yeah. We never made good barbecue yeah. until we made a lot of bad barbecue. We didn't make right. good podcasts yeah. until we made a lot of bad podcasts. Right. That's so important. I'm so glad you said that. So, yeah, I'm, that's another thing we can talk about. Because I just spent like 15000 on the studio, but I would never do it if I didn't have the recipe. Like yep. the formula. Now that I figured it out, then you want to throw some money in there. But the whole time, this is super important to understand, is progress, not perfection. That is the main... Inter- could you, you think you have it figured out until you see your comment section. You're like, oh, damn. Like, I could have done this. I could have done that. And so forth. And once you figure that out, that's the main important thing. Another thing that I like to say is like progress, not perfection. There's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. So you may have like negative comments. People are not attached to in those comment sections. You got to use that as improvement. So 100%, I would not focus on quality in the beginning. And the, the, even the caveat with like creating content like that, generally on, on my end, the more I try to like perfect the content, the worst it performs versus I'm like, all right, I'm going to just like, just like run it and, and like do it. It performs a lot better. So anytime I'm sitting there, I'm like, I feel like I'm like doing too much. I'm like, fuck, I, I shit. I just spent 30 minutes doing one. And like, you, you lose track how time you're, yeah. fuck, this is not going to perform. Damn it. I, I still post it, but like, I have that feeling. I know when I'm taking way too long on a video, shit, I just took 30 minutes on this one part. Not gonna perform versus if I were to just go out there and just pick up the phone and, and record. So I would not focus on, I would not focus on like quality, quality, quality because it's only going to impede your time. It's gonna set you back more than it can set you forward because you need feedback to grow. Feedback comes from repetition because you do not have it figured out until you get feedback. And it's not about what you like. If you really wanted to like do well, of course, add your own twist to it, but listen to your audience. This is how you build what we call a community. Listen to your audience, get feedback, and just kind of grow from there. So I would not focus on like making it super quality unless you really have like a recipe uh, recipe down. Huge news. Toast, our primary technology partner at our barbecue restaurants in San Diego and the primary technology partner of so many of the guests that we have on this show have announced 
they are expanding their business offerings with Google. So now if you search on Google Maps and you sign up for Toast Tables or Toast Waitlist, you will have the opportunity to improve the digital hospitality experience of the guest, allow them to book through the maps into the Toast Reservation system. One of the biggest difficulties that restaurant guests have is when they search for your restaurant and they want a table, they do not have an easy solution to book a table or to get on a wait list. This is huge news for the restaurant industry, huge news for guests and huge news for you, the restaurant owner. Check out Toast Tables today and find out the new integrated solution that they have. This is something that we've wanted for a long time. How do you integrate reservations, wait lists into your point of sale? Toast has done it. Check it out. So we're going to bring uh, the audience in. I'm going to get some free coaching here. We have a barbecue business. Oh. We have a media business. But I am right oh. now broadcasting from for entrepreneur from my house. Are oh, you? No. Do you advise that I write off a portion of my mortgage as my house studio, since this is where we're conducting our media, our media studio? Yeah. Um. Cool. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you own you own the house, or you like? I own rent? the house. Yes. Cool. Well, the and bank then, owns the uh, bank owns the house technically. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And <laughs> yes. then let's just talk about. Your, I'll I'll tell you exactly what to do. Let's talk about your entity structure real quick. So you have a a a, a media company, and then you have so everything. A everything everything currently runs through our our barbecue business. Yeah, so do you do you DBA it at all? Like with the media company, or just yes, we have a DBA. We have a DBA for the media company. Sure. Okay. Love it. So what you and the person you may work with probably started doing is you're going to have to establish something called an accountable plan. An accountable plan is a reimbursement between yourself and your business. It's no different if you were to have a W-2 job and you're like, hey, bro, like, dog, I just, I just, I just been, bro, I was, okay, let's say you're a construction guy. You're like, bro, I need this Gatorade while I was going to work. Like, can you reimburse me? I'm like, hey, I remember that flight you told me to take to New York? Can you reimburse me? So an accountable plan is an ex uh, arrangement between yourself, you, and, and your business. So in order for you to take the home office deduction, because home office deduction is taken on something called Form 8829. That mm -hmm. form is only available on personal tax returns, but your, your, your separation between your personal things. So in your case, you just need to make sure you set up an accountable plan and you would just be reimbursing yourself. Um, I'm not saying a weird word for the depreciation taken on your home. I'm about to, I hope I don't lose you, uh, which is like, <laughs> you're all good. It, it's, it's going to be 39 and a half years in your case. So you're going to have to take the value. Okay. You're going to have to take the value of your home plus improvements, divide that number by 39 and a half. And then you're, cause it's business property. You're going to divide that number by 39 and a half. And then you're going to figure out what is the percentage that you actually use your home uh, for business versus personally. So let's say you have a studio. Let's just say you're, let's just lose math purposes. So your home is a thousand square feet. The, the office that you're in is a hundred square feet. So 10% of your home is used for business, whereas 90% is personal. We can never take a, a deduction for personal expenses, but the 10% that we can. So this means that we're not writing necessarily off a 10% of your mortgage, we're writing off 10% of the value of your home plus improvements minus land. So that that's essentially how, so your Wi-Fi is going to be 10% deductible in your case. Um, your your insurance is going to be 10% deductible in your case. Um, the interest that you're paying on the loan is going to be 10% deductible in your case. 
And then this last thing I have to say, because I can go on all day. So <laughs> there's direct expenses and indirect expenses, okay? So the indirect expenses has to do with 10% that I just mentioned, the 10% that you could do. But there's, no, that, that's indirect. Now there's direct expenses. So that means stuff that you actually like, so for example, I'm in my my home office right now. So there's a balcony, look, all that's all the I can write off 100 percent There's the walls I painted blue. Since these are directly related to my home office, then it's a hundred percent deductible that you do not have to follow that 10% rule. So you have a picture right there, you have a plant, you have a microphone with a nice little background behind you. Fuck that 10% rule. We're using a hundred percent because those are directly related to your home office. It's just expenses that you use both both business and personally, where we have to follow what's called that ten percent rule, of uh, like indirect, and you got to do that through an accountable. Plan. That's amazing, and that that kind yeah. of advice you give in your membership plan. Yeah, in our membership. So 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 we do it for them. So with our memberships, um, for our for our clients and members. We do that for you. So that's all, that's our what's called our tier two membership. It's on our website, Duke.tax, our tier two membership. And that's just one of many. Like they're all in the top of my head. That's just one of many, many. But yeah, we do all we set up your accountable plan, which is just a legal this is just a no, I can't even say legal because I'm not a lawyer. It's just a binding document between you and your business. We set all that up. The purpose of the membership, bro, you just kick back and relax. We got you. That's <laughs> you the purpose of the membership. Tell me, yeah. uh, why is branding so important? When did uh, you come up cool. with the handle? Mm, so Duke loves taxes. I don't know. I just like. Do you yeah, love taxes? Does yeah. Duke do, you just, <laughs> did you see what I just did for the past two? No, I, don't I like, did. I did. I saw you, that. You saw my face light up. Yeah. Man, you know, I can talk about this all day long. Yeah. I, I, I love learning. I don't like preparing a tax return. So I don't prepare. I don't like doing the, the work. I like the creative side. Me being you know, already a creative person. I like. I like studying taxes and coming up with new ideas because tax planning and tax strategies always have to do with your personal goals and your business goals. So they're all tailored to individuals. So like you may hear things on social media that could work for one business and not because it's all tailored and it's all custom. For example, I told you like, oh my God, you could write up 100% of your food. But that's only for like food content creators. So it's always tailored to that individual. That's why it's a little bit more expensive when you want like a tax plan. That's why we charge like a minimum of like six, six thousand because it's you're sitting down, you're actually doing it. But if you just want the general stuff that you hear on social media, okay, cool. We we can do that too. But if you want to sit down, talk to me, get creative with it, that's what we do. Average savings are like fourteen thousand dollars. Now back to like the the branding and social media, I make sure make sure my handle's like consistent. Uh, against all i have i don't even remember how i came up with it i just remember oh damn because i did that was my original i know it my original ad was just my name like duke alex more and then i forgot whose name i see but i'm like oh it's so important to have and it's i, I just learned this again it's very important to have like a verb like i like having verbs in that like duke loves taxes because it gives it more like a and actually, it makes you remember. It's very hard for me to remember someone's name, yep. like name. Like, but I like saying like they're at like Duke loves taxes or there's someone like Sean loves real estate. Like I have a friend named Sean. I I, I can't remember that. But people mm-hmm. who just use their names, it's a little bit more harder to remember. I'm not saying like they're not, they're not the shit or whatever. It's just you. It's just like as you're meeting people, like Duke loves taxes. Then you know what the question they ask all the time when I tell them that, all the time. Do you really love taxes? You did it too. So <laughs> all the time. It just never it never fails. So it makes it just more memorable. And like I even have it like like branded like on this yep. chair right here. 
There it is, right on the chair. And, that's that's the same yeah. profile you use across social. Yes. Speaking about this what's profile, on your head? Actually, what's on your head? A towel. A towel. It's like <laughs> why, is, day one. why is a towel? On I don't know. <laughs> you see, I don't know. It works. Was that, that in the original yep. version, or is that what yeah, is that's, that? That's the original. This this is the OG. Taxes, this is, is the like, taxes make you sweat, or what's up with that? No, it's just I was watching a video on TikTok and someone was like imitating person. They wore a towel on their head. I'm like, fuck, they can do it. So can I. And I did it and it took off. I never stopped in. So and I got now my towel videos, they got a little more advanced. But this is the legacy uh, photo. But since we're speaking about entrepreneurship and talking about this, let me tell you one thing you guys don't want to do when you're starting branding and starting your logo. Don't fucking don't don't choose a logo with seven colors, because the more (laughs) colors that you have, the more to that shit is going to get when you start doing branding and merch. Dog, they're like, oh, you got seven colors. What the? Okay. Yeah. Print. Charge per and color. I guess it don't, I don't, it don't <laughs> work. Yes. And, and then if you have one of uh, three colors, bro, you got to do a minimum of 50. Bam. It's only yep. 10 of us. Nah, you got to, and it's expensive. So anyone going out there and branding and getting your logo, keep that shit simple. Don't have seven. You know what? We, we had to change our logo. We oh, actually really? just changed it recently. Yep, because it's too expensive. When it comes to branding and merching, it's so that's gonna be our legacy one. So like I'm glad you brought that up. But it's easy on web. But when you start to start branding and merching and like once you you dog, it's expensive and they, they will hit your ass part per color. Like I it gets really in minimum orders. So So I was just uh reading one of the email newsletters I get and they said uh the popularity of two characters and one light bulb. I was like, what is two characters and one light bulb? And I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm actually interviewing a guy that does two characters and one light bulb. You are the mm. same person, except you do two characters in your sketch videos. And each yeah. character, you have a light bulb moment. So yeah. tell tell the audience that isn't familiar with your content. Why do you have why do you make split personality videos? And why do they perform Loving so much? <laughs> So one one of the tasks I used, I had to figure this out because so <clears throat> okay. So when you look at the spectrum of like the videos that do well and perform well on social media, finance and economy stuff performs like the least, like the least well. The things that's on the top are like movies and sports, um, gaming. Those are like like the top three, especially anything with food. And like I know you're the food. Yeah. Those generally, you just make a video like cooking food, like recipes. Those are always going to generally, if you put two side, they're going to perform well with um versus uh they're going to output always outperform in most cases finance and economy. Notice that. So what I have to do is I have to take something that's on the top and mix it in. That way it does well. So my videos, I'm always trying to like to make sure I have food. I'm like I'm cooking or some type of food that way I can get get the um. The, um, the point across. So in my my goal when I create content is I have to keep it engaging and entertaining. So I'm always trying to tell two stories instead of me sitting there like, hey, fam, make sure you file your taxes and things like that. Instead, I'll have like my other character like <laughs> eating some Cheetos. Mm. Why can't I file my taxes? Yeah. And then just makes it like more <laughs> engaging. But this is why you got to file your taxes. You're going to go out of your jail. Hold on, let me get some more uh, pickle. All right, and it just it it, it keeps that that flow going because you're always like, oh, what that what does that next person want to say? It's like, especially if I like sometimes in one video, like I'll like 
bring out a pickle. Why is the pickle jar bring out? Then I'll bring out the tahini. Why are they bringing out tahini? And I'll bring out honey. You're like, what's going on? So it's telling two stories to keep them engaged because I want you to watch to the end to see what the final product of the food I'm cooking or making yeah. or preparing. I haven't done this in all videos, but it's just rare cases. I want you to see the final product. I want them to get to the end for for two reasons. Why? Because of the information I'm putting out and two, for you to see the pro final product, whatever I'm cooking or, or eating. And so this is how I learned like to keep it like more engaged to always tell like two stories. Tell me about the difference between one of the most important things that we hope anybody that's listening to this show takes away is it's easy as a restaurant owner to create business to consumer content as a barbecue brand. It's obvious that we should be making videos about our brisket and our ribs and our mac and cheese and our wedding beans and all the amazing things that you can get at our restaurant. Well, one of the things that we've done is that we also make business to business content. So that's why we make videos of us unboxing our toast point of sale yeah. technology, so working cool. with all kinds of different brands to do stuff that, most people go, Sean, why would you make that video? That doesn't make any sense. Well, we know right. why we make it because there's other restaurant owners that also consume our content. For you, you're playing a different game, which is why I wanted to have you on this show. It's like you're mm -hmm. not only making that B2C content, you're also making B2B content and you're mm -hmm. inspiring other tax accountants to also create content because right. you know that that will also help them build their business. What kind of advice do you have to somebody that's just just starting out making B2B content? Mm, don't be scared. Show them insights, show them all the secrets. And people are going to want more. Like, don't gatekeep. Like, just, just bring them in. Like, bring them through the journey. Bring them through the process. Uh, it's very interesting uh, concept. When the more you give, like, people want more. Like, oh my gosh, if I'm getting this for free, like, could you imagine if I if I let's say this is if you're like uh having some type of education community as well so i just say like 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 spit game and get it out there and bring people through the inside one of the things that it's just i guess scary that one of the things that we get a lot is just i'm scared dude i'm scared to be in front of the camera me too and the thing is everyone everyone anyone that you look up to is always has always started where you're at now everyone has started at zero everyone and so i used to be very afraid so i believe like they have, at least in my experience, they have the drive and motivation to create content. They just have the anxiety or nervousness to like get in front of a camera or press, uh, record. So it's like, hey, just start with your hands or start with the voiceover. Just get fucking started. I think that that is just the most important thing. Figure out a way to get started. Even if you have an all black screen where you're just having a voiceover, you don't want to. I don't know. Show your toes. Show your wrist. Show a shoulder. Show like show them a taxidermy. Show them like oh my gosh, it, it, that is the biggest thing. I I believe people want to get out there and, and genuinely want to get out there and create content. It's just the nervousness that comes behind it. Yeah, I think one of the powerful things you just said is show them the tax return. It's show things that most people don't see on social media. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. It's having the courage to share the story of the things that we yeah, think no one cares about, but we all have those insecurities. And the more that Absolutely. you share those, that's when you get that deep community that you're talking about. Right. Bring them yeah. on the inside. Come here, like, come here, family. Hold your hand. And this is how I do it. So when you look, when you look at uh, the next year with what you're building, what's going to make this a successful year going into 2024? What's gonna make what's gonna make things a successful year is that once our our um, 
tax takeoff community or tax take community is more of a word of mouth versus marketing. Anytime a business is word of mouth, we got it. We got it in. So as long as we're hitting our goals, I think like by October, we're going to be at like a, right now we're at 40. I believe we want to be at like at 60 in October. And once we're doing less marketing and more word of mouth to the point where like, hey, dog, we're, we're pulled out. That's going to be success. That's success number one, because I can say like, oh, I want it to be the best. I want it to be great. I want it to be good. But all of those are a good sign that when your business is word of mouth, that it's just different KPIs you have to do. So our goal is just how, how do I make this thing more word of mouth? Because if you can have it word of mouth, it takes care of everything. That means you have a good product. That means you have a good service. In, in your eyes, it would be like, you have a great recipe. So it's never about like, oh, I want to make this the best. I want this to make this a word of mouth business. So it, it, once people start, hey, I heard from this, I heard from, from this friend, I think that would uh, signify success. And then the next step, so in Duke Tax, I have Duke Tax. And that one's coming great because I'm working in that less, less and less and less and less. It's almost, it's a team of 16 other crazy people like me, ready ready to take care of your bookkeeping, your taxes and so forth. So this allows me to venture out and, you know, start something else towards this tax takeoff. So I would love to just get that ball rolling once it come word of mouth. Uh, I believe that's that's going to signify success to myself. And then the what it would be like ideal is that the results that if you're purchasing this tax takeoff, that you're receiving results. And so that, that and I'm just copying the success that we have from Duke Tax. With this real life results, I can easily say, hey, if you're on a tier two, on average, we're going to save you about $14,000 in taxes. I know it because we've done it. There's results. People are like, oh my God, yes, it happens. Almost in tears. It works. So, and it's word of mouth now. So it's like, because we work with a lot of creators, um, and food creators. We do have a couple of restaurant clients as well. Uh, mm -hmm. but we work with a lot of creators. And so it's very hard to market to creators and run ads. They're just like, it's just very difficult. So that's become a more word about business. And to me, that's been successful. I was like, I would like to take the same thing of providing results in others and word of mouth and for tax takeoff. That's awesome. So every single week on Wednesday and on Friday on the social audio app Clubhouse, you, the listener, someone that's listening to the show or you're watching this show, uh, we invite you to come on stage and share your story. If you're a creator, if you're in sales, if you're in marketing, if you're in hospitality, if you own a restaurant, come up on stage on Clubhouse. It's a great way for you to ask me any questions that you have. And it's a great way to potentially find yourself on Entrepreneur. Uh, some of the greatest guests that we've had on this show, they appear on Clubhouse. It's part of our digital hospitality community. Yeah. That is our deep community, and we would uh, love to have you there. Every week, we do a social shout out um, to somebody that has doing something really cool and unique. And this week goes to Avi Gandhi on LinkedIn. And I follow his newsletter, Creator Logic. Uh, I yep. welcome you to subscribe to Creator Logic. And the reason why I say that is because that's how I found Duke. Um, Duke is doing his thing. Avi is doing his thing. Uh, rising tide lifts all ships. And I'm grateful that I found Duke through Avi and, uh, Duke, I want to give you an opportunity. You get one person that you give a shout out to on entrepreneur. Who's, who's somebody oh. in your world. Duke loves taxes. One person that gets a shout out and why. Um, it's going to have to be um, someone named K Smith. I believe he's doing something great he has the true drive of an entrepreneurship as far as like always asking questions and so forth. He does a lot with the debt uh, consolidation community. A lot of people are experiencing debt. So he's, he's helping a lot of people give out to that. So it's going to have to give a shout out to like 
K Smith and helping people get out of debt and creating an impact for others. That's awesome. And then uh, real quickly, I need to know, we believe in smartphone storytelling. So one of the biggest obstacles to people becoming their own media company or producing content is they think they need fancy studios like you have or no, fancy studios like no, I have. No, all you no. need is all you need is a smartphone in your pocket. Dude, you don't. You all don't. you need exactly is a smartphone don't. in your pocket. Yes. Please, please, please. Like if the if you're I don't know if you guys have ever seen that uh, movie Men in Black, you know that little flash. Yep. Yep. You need to do that anytime you see something with the studio because I will tell you something, comparisons to kill of all joy and comparisons to kill of all setbacks. Just get started. Everyone, all of us, we're, you're, you're watching something you're going to make it. So it's no different from you watching LeBron James. You boom, like doing a dunk. You think, ah, I should, yeah. be, I should have, like, no, fuck, dude. Yeah. Start with the phone. Get started. I started with a fucking, um, a fucking a cassette player, like way back in the day. It's always the progress. And then you perfect it because what, first of all, you want a studio, you know how difficult it is to learn it. Like the, the lighting, the camera, it's a whole different yep. Like being to learn, and I have slowly learned it over the years. So learning your equipment, fucking learning the camera, the settings, the ISO settings, the 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 aperture, the lens, and like the why why is it no? Just pick up your phone. Your phone's gonna all be like like get started. Once you have something that's working, once you have a recipe and a formula, then maybe you should look into that. But I would not be looking at my first like three years like getting like all professional and stuff like that. I would just honestly just start with a camera, with a phone. Okay, and then to this day. These are your, uh, I need to know these quick questions about your smartphone okay. usage. Are you iPhone or Android? iPhone all day, every day. <laughs> uh, which version? Uh, the 14. 14. Uh, Spotify or Apple Music? Oh, dude, YouTube Music. Are you kidding me? YouTube, YouTube Music. I mean, a lot of people, y'all are asleep on YouTube Music. I'll okay, say. all right. I got YouTube you on record now. Every single song. <laughs> every song. And you know what? Apple Music used to not have they've gotten better. Apple Music, Spotify did not used to have every song. And then so you now, well, can you write can you write off YouTube music? Does, does it work? Is, mm, mm. So it depends. It, it, it's all depends. So if you're does if, it work if, for if Duke's like, Love Taxes? Can, yeah, can, it works because we 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 power our events with YouTube music. We have events, we have studios. There you go. If, you're Fantastic. Using, if you're playing Spotify at your, your restaurant, whatever, yep. um, those are all deductible expenses as well. Uh do you listen to podcasts or books on tape? Or books. Uh, I listen. Um, I listen to. Uh, damn, I read books. I do a lot of. Actually, I listen to a lot of Jim Ron. So I listen to like the old people, and so nice. <laughs> like Jim Ron is like that's dude. I just like dude. I just I'm I don't know, man. I'm so fascinated by the guys. Like fuck, dude. Like when we talk about comparisons, get a lot of joy. I'm like, how can I speak like that guy? How? So my dude is my go to is just popping up a some Jim Ron. Do you prefer text or email? text how many emails do you get a day uh 30 40 are you inbox zero or do you keep them on red oh oh dude i, I have a i have a recipe so <laughs> can i share my screen oh i can't i, I can't share because i can't show you the emails but okay i can show you something uh, i don't know if i can share my screen oh dude i have a i have a uh Okay, cool. Yeah, you see, I was, I was creeping on you. Oh, good. Uh, so I, that's I, good. I, I, if you creep creeping on yeah. me is a good thing. Yeah. So I have this thing right here. And so yes. this is tech email, and tech I'll right email. click and I'll open, I'll open all six. Uh -huh. And so what this is, it automatically runs a filter in my email, and like any guys, you go to your search box and type in is colon or semicolon, whatever the one with just two dots, um, unread. So it's, it'll, I, so it only pulls up messages that are unread. Yeah. I just go through that 
every every single every single do, like maybe like in the you do it on a macbook or do you do do everything uh, yeah this is for your this iphone is a mac yeah oh it has to be mac because like you see my my these are all so this is my morning routine right here yep. and i'll just go through this like every morning boom check social um check net tax news that are that's 14 tabs tech there we go yeah yeah I, I I love it. uh what is your favorite app on your phone mm, lark what lark is a business app it's a it's a business app what do you do so, with that oh people y'all sleep on mm, people are so sleep i'm gonna put y'all on so lark <laughs> suite is a collaboration tool app and they are changing the game it is zoom it is email it is um notion it's all of these platforms that you're paying for individually in one so it's very similar to like a, a slack or like a google workspace and it's on steroids and i didn't even find out about it because i did like a brand i did a partnership with ByteDance. And ByteDance is, you know, the people who created TikTok. And they're like, hey, we got to do something on something on Lark. And they had me download it. I'm like, damn, this is the shit. And it's free. There's a team of 16 of us. And, like, it is cold. So I would say it's so weird. That's probably, like, my most used app. Is wow. My favorite app is probably Lark. It's just, it's just communicating with my team. They're like my, they're like my family. Do you prefer f- photos or videos? Videos. And what is your least favorite app that you have to have, mm. that you have to use? Damn. My least favorite. I don't like Apple Music. I don't know why. Every time I look at it, I look. But sometimes I have to use because y'all be sharing me those music. Like, oh my God, let's see the song. My sister, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have to use that when they're sending me uh, song recommendations. It's going to be Apple Music. You know? That's awesome. Where? Uh, what, what's the best place for the deep community to find you? I know you're on all the platforms. Uh, we'll put links in the in the platforms. But anybody that's gotten this far into the show, they're part of uh, our inner circle, the the rising tide uh, of di- digital hospitality leaders. It. So, yeah, connect with me. Um, you can go to work with workwithduke.com if you're if you're interested in services. But if you just want to connect a little further, uh, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I can I can manage my DMs on Instagram. I'm pretty good with that. TikTok, <laughs> don't even try it. Um, it's Duke <laughs> Love Saxes, but yeah, yeah, uh, don't do it. That's awesome. Uh, um, but Instagram for sure. Perfect. Yeah, if you guys want to connect with me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. Um, I want to hear from you, no matter what platform. Uh, I'm on all of them. I'm weirdly available, but Instagram's probably the easiest, so... Follow Duke. Duke loves taxes. Uh, if you are a creator and you have questions about your taxes, uh, definitely hit Duke up. And if you're a restaurant owner, also hit Duke up um, because yeah, I'm sure uh, I'm sure there's plenty of business out there. Really, uh, really grateful for your time, man. Thank you for sharing with Thank our community. You. Absolutely. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. The best way that you can help us with the show is to subscribe and write a review. We love the opportunity to connect with you no matter where you are on the globe, no matter what restaurant you are running. Please send us a DM on social at Sean P. Walchef. If you are interested in toast, if you want to improve your digital hospitality, please send me a DM. I will get you in touch with a local toast representative. We appreciate you listening to this show. The best way that you can help the show is share it with a friend and we will catch you all next week or we will see you on one of the digital playgrounds that we call social media.